I'm Logan Bishop from Belmont University. And I'm Jenna Spinelli from Penn State. You're listening to Higher Ed Social, part of the Connect EDU network. Welcome to the show. This week, we got Morgan Campbell. Um, why don't you tell us about yourself and what you do and where you're at? Yeah, so I'm currently um, in Indiana, south of Indianapolis, and I work at Indiana University Bloomington, and I'm the social media and digital marketing specialist there, and been there now almost three years, which is really hard to believe. Yeah, and funny story, my social media person's name is Morgan, too. Which weirdly, there's a lot of Morgans that do social media in higher ed. Which is crazy. Like, I, I went to school with one Morgan and we were the same age, had the same last name initial. And I'm like, out of all things, I went to an elementary school. There was a girl with my first, middle, and last name there, which was also crazy. I'm like, where, why, where are these Morgans coming from? Yeah, right. there's definitely like a generational thing to it. Like I see it with the students I teach all the time. Like one semester, like two years ago, I had three lilies and, you know, I've already had like multiple Hannah's and Avery's and it, it usually happens more with girls than with boys. But right. yeah, it definitely comes in cycles. I've worked really hard for our kids, uh, kid, um, our kid's name is Simon, and um, his uh, we we very intentionally because I have a weird name, you know, L O U G A N, like no one can pronounce it. But so I've been traumatized like that for my entire life. But at the same time, I've really appreciated having a name that no one else has. So like um, Simon, super easy to pronounce, mm -hmm. but you never see it. Um, but that's the thing is I really didn't want to go with like, you know, the other names like that, like, you know, Eustace or whatever. Like we couldn't go with a name like that, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's so interesting. Like even these days, like something as simple as Frank, like that is like a name that no one names their kid. Mm -hmm. um, though my I actually name, my cat's name is Frank though. So yeah, there's a young one. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's a series of possums named Frank too, um, which is another story, a social media story at Belmont. We have possums on campus, and the students called them, called them all Frank. And there's a, a whole social media like, just photos of Frank coming out of garbage cans and around campus. Like it's it's like a thing. Like he showed up for a preview day once, um, and just sat like at like the outside we had an outside like student activities fair so you could see all the like stuff that happened at belmont and frank just kind of came out and just sat on the retaining wall like behind the students and was just looking around oh. <laughs> and everybody was just like looking at him and all the students were like yep that's frank that's what he does hmm. welcome to belmont that. <laughs> So Morgan, you uh, were just saying about TikTok. Do you do TikTok for IU? Yeah. So actually, when I first started within like the first three to four months, that was like my first big thing that I felt like I was doing, um, like starting a new account. And I knew it was 
it was popular then for what it like for a new social media it was back in like december 2018 and i'm like maybe we should try this um and i'm like all my friends are on it and i was honestly just six months or so out of college so i was like this sounds fun so yeah now we've um grown it to i mean we have we're verified and have over twenty thousand followers so i'm like this is like my thing like i love doing this i like like my baby watching it grow like and it's finally a little more successful than i thought i would ever get it to yeah how does that feel um i it's definitely it helps with imposter syndrome a little bit <laughs> to be honest it's nice to like have like numbers and something not tangible, but something I can show off. Um, Cause I know I'm definitely younger in my career than a lot of professionals who have like at least five years under their belt. Um, and I'm so thankful IU took a chance on me so early on. And so being able to prove like, you know, I kind of know what I'm doing or at least I, I'm on the same wavelength. Um, it's very satisfying to just have this and it's TikTok like, I mean, it's not just like it's Facebook that everyone hates it. Everyone, for the most part, loves TikTok, love-hate relationship, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Logan and I are both olds. Um, we were just saying that last time that TikTok is still at least fairly foreign to me, maybe not quite as much to Logan. But like, what what kind of content do you find works best? Yeah, so it's... TikTok algorithm is like, it's such a beast in itself. And there's so much um, behind the algorithm itself um, that like for, I mean, it just depends on what you like, um, like actually like on TikTok and what you comment on or resonate with. So um, what we've done is just try, at first we were just doing like campus beauty things and kind of hopping on those trendy sounds and everything and we still do that but now uh, um we've learned what works best is having our intern's face on there just doing some funny like trend or um just making it feel like it's a student's profile rather than just like the university is just showing off their campus again or they're trying to blend in with all the other brands or whatever um so our best videos in the past year have just been with our intern getting on there and just selfie style video, making people laugh and just like putting herself out there. And luckily she has like, she has no shame. I would be like awkward and weird on camera. So I don't get on there at all. Um, but I help her like I guide her and we have, we do a script together if it's like a longer video or whatever. Um, and yeah, it seems to work, but those like one-off videos where she texts me is like, look, this is trending. How can we make it IU? Figure it out, get it out that night even. And those are the best ones. The ones where I spend like, you know, a week making on Premiere, looking for the perfect song and the effects. It's like, eh, 200 likes. I'm like, why did I, what was the point? <laughs> when I think you. that's social media in general. Right, Because what what's... <laughs> What's awesome is like for you, TikTok is the thing, but for our generation, like Facebook was the thing, like creating a Facebook group for, for admitted students was the thing back then creating an Instagram account. 
was the thing. And I, I was right where you were. It was a, a few years ago, but I was right where you were. And I know exactly what the imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff feels like. And I just want you to know, we are launching on August 2nd. So this is going to be like earlier in the week after this show airs. Cause it's airing, um, the, that first week of August. Um, we looked at you guys and, you know, I mentioned that Morgan, you know, shot you an email and stuff. Um, we, uh, we've looked at you guys as an example of a school that's done a great job. You know, mm-hmm. University of Florida is another. There's some really great schools. Um, there's a list that Josie, friend of the show, has made of all of the higher ed TikTok accounts. And, you know, we went through those and we looked at the, some of the best ones. And, you know, yours was one of them. So don't feel imposter syndrome. You're doing an awesome job. And you're an example for the rest of us. Um, and you've kind of shown us, like, how it can be done in a tasteful way that is successful. So kudos to you. It's oh, great, you. great work. And I, and I know it doesn't replace Instagram. Um, Instagram is still like, yeah, it's the thing, but it's so interesting because TikTok is where Instagram was like 10 years ago. And well, maybe less than that, but it, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. And um, for me, it's dangerous. Like I mentioned last week, I just can't, if I sit on it, if I look at it and I start swiping, then I can't get rid of it. (laughs) It's so easy to just like dissociate yourself. I'm like, if I'm having a bad day and I just don't want to look or do anything, I'm like, I'll just go on TikTok for, you know, 20 minutes, which (laughs) turns into like two hours every time. (laughs) It's just, it's both wonderful from an entertainment standpoint and we'll probably bring down society at the same time. Right. So <laughs> No, I think Twitter's got that one covered. The whole Really? Down because Twitter's kind of losing losing its steam. Like I can't I, I don't death scroll anymore on Twitter like I used to. Um but then again it's not as death scrolly as it used to be. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Twitter like the you might be right that there are fewer people on it, but the people who are left are like the way more vocal people, and like the like the volume just got turned way up or gets turned up more and more every day. Yes, I don't disagree about that, but yeah. there's some quality content on Twitter. Like there's, uh, we we have in Nashville. Um, this is gonna sound so stupid. Um, we have a weather Twitter account called nashville severe weather Um, uh and i think it's nash nash severe wx something like that and they they put the weather in like the best way it was like two guys that started out like you should have a twitter account for weather because nobody uh like there's no hyper like um like hyper local forecasts for nashville for a city that's like the size that we are. I mean, we have our news stations and stuff, but you know, no one talking specifically about just Nashville and not all of these other like counties around us. So they have become so successful, like donations and Patreons and merch and all this kind of stuff that they've been able to like have the state of the art radar stuff. They live stream whenever there's like tornado warnings, um, they have saved people's lives 
like in March when we had the tornado, like they, they were sending out alerts to all of us that saved our lives. Like, um, I got an alert from the national weather service that a tornado was coming. I turned them on and looked at the radar and realized how close the tornado was to my house. And we went downstairs and hit it, like woke up the kid, got the cats. Like we all got into the closet and our ears popped as the storm went by. And this was at like three o'clock in the morning, but there were so many people who the minute they got the tornado warning on their phone, turned on Twitter, looked exactly right there. They didn't have to turn on a TV. They didn't have to do anything. It was right there on their phone. Um, and they realized, oh, crap, the tornado's on top of us. And it went through East Nashville, which is like one of the, like it went right through like one of the, the, the most busy and happening neighborhoods in Nashville where everyone wants to live. And they saved so many lives. And like Twitter saves lives. Like that's the thing. Like I get so jaded about social media and people have heard me say this on the show that it's not what it used to be. But at the same time, there are people on it that still make it worth it. And um, as, a, as a person who doesn't do social media um, for the university every day anymore, but leads the person who does it, like it, it brings back that feeling that I used to have of, ah, I can speak to the world with this. And I can make a difference if I do it right, you know? So that's my feel-good story about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why I, I honestly love Twitter the most. And I feel like it's definitely not as popular with, like, our prospective students or whatever. Or even with your own generation. I mean. Right. Even that. and But it's just such a place where you go to, to, like, if something happens in the world or especially with sports. Like I follow a lot of sports creatives because they just are like my role models to me. Um, and like the minute something happens during a game or during the Olympics, like you don't go to Instagram or Facebook because those are also polished. With Twitter, you, you go there, you look for it, you either just search it or you just refresh. And within seconds, I mean, it's talked about everywhere. And it, to me, it brings such that community piece where – you see tweets or posts from people that you don't follow. And that's like the coolest part. Cause I'm like, I don't have to go searching for things. Like eventually it just comes. Or if I'm talking about it on my own Twitter, then eventually it'll come up on my feed. Cause someone liked it or someone liked another tweet that was related to it. But yeah, that's why Twitter is so much more powerful than it used to be. I look at my tweets from like 10 years ago when I, which I was like 13. Yeah, I was going to ask how old you were when you started your account. Yeah, I, I hope you were 13 because, you know, the law. But Well, it's funny. It was actually like three weeks before I turned 13. Lawbreaker. I know. And, and like when I was in college, I, they, I saw I'm like, oh, my birthday isn't on Twitter. So I was like, I'll just add my, like my birth year. And they're like, are you sure you want to add this? And I was like, yeah, I'm 22 now, whatever. And then it locked me out, suspended my account. They're like, you need to send in a permission form from your mom saying that she allowed you to do this in 2009. So I'm like calling my mom at 22, like, can you sign this permission form so I can get my Twitter back? And so now 
I got it back within like two weeks, but now I can't take my birthday off there because it's like <laughs> being watched. Out you went through so much work to get it. Really? And you went through so much. You cannot take it down. <laughs> well, I have to keep this one forever. <laughs> that is an amazing story. I did not realize that that happened. Um, yeah, you would think. I, Why? You know, with Twitter, the thing that I love about it is that you know, unlike Facebook and Instagram, you can directly interact with the people and they usually interact back. Maybe, I mean, they don't usually interact back. They interact with people, but, you know, like, for instance, um, okay, so one of the people I follow on Twitter is PR Guitar Man. He's the one who created the Nyan Cat, right? The little Pop-Tart cat mm-hmm. with the rainbow coming out the back that's flying through space. Yes. Um, like... I, I followed him on Twitter and, you know, I sent him a message a few years ago because he was selling stickers and I wanted his stickers so I could stick one on my car and all that kind of stuff. Because I don't know, I'm just obsessed with Yon Cat. And he followed me back and he has liked my posts from time to time and has commented on stuff. And I'm like, this is the dude that sold like one of the first people to sell um, one of those uh, digital um uh, blockchain-y things, uh, you know, where you sell a digital asset. And, I mean, he made like $600,000 selling the original Neon Cat. Oh and God. he made the news and it was all this kind of stuff. And he, it, it just made me feel special. Like, and it makes me feel good whenever people respond back and all that kind of stuff. It's one of my favorite things to do on Twitter um, with the university account is to respond back to people because I know that they there's that feeling of they responded back to me um, or they liked my post. That's so cool. <laughs> I like it. It feels different than it does on Instagram. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels more personal. Cause you, I don't know. Someone has to physically like do it. Um, right. I mean, they do it on Instagram too and they physically do it, but I don't know. It just feels different. And there's so much more personality on Twitter or on Instagram and even Facebook. You're just trying to look like your best and, like what you post like goes on the top shelf where on Twitter, like everyone's on the same middle shelf. It feels like mm-hmm. even if yeah. they're verified now, there's so many that are verified. It's kind of like, I mean, they'll still respond. So we're still kind of on the same page and yeah, you can like banter more. It just, it's so much more comfortable feeling. Yeah, you, you, you don't have to have like a photo or anything fancy to go with your post. You could just right. like write whatever you're thinking. Yep. Like whatever it said, what's on your mind today or whatever it says like on the screen where when you go to make a new tweet. I'm also wondering, like, have we been doing higher ed social long enough to where we can get verified now? Like, are we cool enough to get verified? I mean, I don't know. I should try that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure I could get the podcast verified. I'm talking about my Logan account. Right. Um, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you host you host a pretty popular other popular podcast too. So, you know, we're journalists. We should we should be cool enough to be verified. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I should I should get on that actually. I mean, the worst they could do is tell us no. No, yeah. Or actually, enough. the worst they could do is just not respond to us at all. Yeah. Um, which is probably what they'll do. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, I I have so many other friends that have gotten verified for stuff that they do. Um for being, you know, like C-list, C-list Twitter celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. so, or D-list. I, I, I probably wouldn't even lift them to that level, but <laughs> it's happened. And yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. yeah. With that new like application form they put out there, I keep seeing more and more pop up and I'm like, how can I get on this? Do I need like a certain number of followers? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's like TikTok. TikTok's verification is essentially um, email us and hope. Um, and while you're at it, do your best uh, <laughs> to make the best TikTok you've ever made. Um, no and <laughs> yeah, their, their system is kind of weird because, you know, uh, that's one of the things I was looking into because I'm just like, uh, I want to be verified. I feel so weird having an unverified account. Um, well, it gonna... was weird when we got ours because they actually, a representative from TikTok found our Instagram and was like, hi, we just want to confirm if this TikTok account is linked with this Instagram. And if so, love to verify you. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even have to try. Like, this was weird. This never happens this easy. I was actually skeptical at first. I'm like, is this, maybe this isn't real, actually. Yeah, it's spam. Right. (laughs) Hmm. So I feel like TikTok is getting to the point now where it's been around long enough. Like, it's hitting that critical mass and, like, at a place where, like, you know, young people are going to be thinking, like, about moving on to something else. I'm wondering, like, is that happening? And if so... Like, what's the next, like, best, like, latest, greatest thing that's coming down the pike? It's a great question and a scary question. Mm. (laughs) I feel like with TikTok, it's, like, it's grown so much over the last year that now it's almost, like, maybe not with a new platform yet, but they're just expecting, uh, like, the content to be more just more (laughs) honestly like with creators i mean there's so many tiktok creators who have just turned into celebrities just because of tiktok and so it's like well what's the next new thing what's the next trend dances are still out there but it's like eh, we get it like people can dance on there so it's like is it being funny is it being more emotional is it the longer videos i don't think the three minute videos i will ever do on tiktok it just Mm too much work um and i wonder too with reels being more prioritized on instagram coming up soon just video in general on instagram if like maybe not the younger generation will go straight to reels right away but people who are like you know the younger alumni or even just alumni in general they're already on instagram and so if they don't want to get on tiktok then they'll just stay where they're at and look at know that content so that's that's what we've been trying to think about more this year is like how can we do something similar with reels without just literally saving our tiktok video and putting it on there and how do we make sure it's also not cringy because what's funny on tiktok can be cringy on instagram um there's such a like similar audiences but just a different tone for each platform Hmm. so um, and like our eyes at least right now so i think reels will get bigger but maybe not with the same audience right now you know the thing that i've also wondered about tiktok and this is just me i guess but like what makes you a tiktok celebrity because it feels like everyone has a million views and like it it just it it feels like it's overly saturated with 
content creators that I can't even keep up with who is famous anymore. So if I can't keep up with who's famous, are they really famous? And is it really just their videos getting served a lot? So therefore the number is really big, but it's not like YouTube where if you have 2 million views or 4 million views, like everyone knows who you are. Like that that's the thing that I kind of fight with myself about this is are people really popular on there? I know there, there are some people that are incredibly popular, but are they like YouTube influencer popular? Are they like, you know, MKBHD or, or I Justine or, or PewDiePie or, or any of these folks, like, are they to that level? And while they have millions of views per video, like the folks on YouTube, I don't think they're as famous as YouTube people and they certainly don't make as much money as the YouTube people. Right. Yeah. I don't I even know how much money they make. I don't think I want to know. Cause then I'll be like upset that I still have to work. <laughs> I'm upset with YouTubers when I find out how much money they make, but I also know how much work they put into it. Like um, back to last week, I've been watching the, the, the computer videos um, because I bought a new computer mm-hmm. Um and it's got lights and stuff, and it looks real cool. Um, I'm a gamer now. Uh, but anyway, I've been watching Linus Tech Tips, and they did a tour of their studio. And they have, as a video person, I was jealous. They have so much cool stuff. And I know how much money they make per year. And, and they make roughly 17 videos a week. Like... It is, and these videos are like 10 minutes long. It is, it is amazing how much, and, and this is 2 million views per video. And if you think about television, like uh, most TV shows don't get that kind of viewership. Like, like the Daily Show, like was in the 6 million range. Like it's not, Even these close. people are to that level. Of, of, of people watching these videos and it's nuts. Um, and, and yeah, it's just hard for me to make the comparison to people on TikTok getting that many million views because how many, like, what is the view count? Like, if, if people swipe up, like, but it's 15 seconds, yeah. so people are just going to sit through it. So I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to think, like, who are, like, the Kardashians of TikTok. Like who is someone that like everyone knows other than maybe like Charlie D'Amelio or those. Yeah. I've heard of that person. Yep. Right. It's like, you know, the name, I don't know what she does. I don't think anyone really knows why she's popular other than she's a decent dancer. Um, But yeah. And I think that's what makes TikTok unique is like my friends will be like, Oh my gosh, did you see that video? And I'm like, no, like we have different, like in different algorithms, which they don't understand what that means. But um, like we have different interests, like who I see as a celebrity and who's popular on my feed is like may not ever show up on yours just because of our interest and how niche our like accounts become, Um, which I think is why it's so addicting is because it keeps serving you those videos you like and you keep learning about new content creators and then it also depends on, do you watch For You page more or do you watch the people you follow more as well? And I think that kind of also draws a line of who you see as a celebrity. 
I do find it fascinating, though, for as long as TikTok's been around, how little we understand about it. I mean, we understand, we don't understand Facebook's algorithm super well, but we have a general idea about what drives it. But with TikTok, it's like, I'll get a video that has millions of views, and then I'll get a video that has a few thousand views, and then I'll get another video that has hundreds of thousands of views. Like, it's, it's serving up stuff. And I think, I, I don't know, I'm sure it's based off of how long you sit on it before you swipe it. Um, or, but I just get weird notifications like, there's a TikTok video you should watch. And I'm like, what? And then I click it and I'm like, uh, <laughs> cool. That's, I'm too old for that. Like, swipe. Right. Yeah. There. So I think it was the Wall Street Journal that just came out with like a mini 10 minute documentary type style of just the TikTok algorithm. And they had like hundreds of bots um, that they set up to be a certain person, like a depressed teenage boy who may have just gotten broken up with and like how it works on that. And they said it depends on how long you watch the video, which hashtags are on there what sounds are on there that kind of all blend in together. Um, and also like how you interact with it. Are you liking it and that's it? Or are you commenting on it? Starting a conversation? Are you sharing it out there? Cause that means even more that you relate to it. And so there's, there's so many little factors that like come into just how they figure you out that it's, it's almost scary how accurate it can be sometimes. So, what uh, I know you've you've sort of built your career thus far. You know, TikTok has been an integral part of it. I know we said before, like we're not sure what's what's next for the the social media world. But have you started to think at all, or or talk with your team at all about like what your next expansion looks like? Like, do you want to stick with TikTok for a while, or are you getting itchy to move on to other types of social media or communications work? Like, where do you see yourself going moving forward? Yeah, I think um, one of our goals this year is just vertical short videos, which, I mean, short videos has kind of been always there the last couple of years, everyone. It gets shorter and shorter, um, but like, around that like 15 to 30 second mark, vertical videos, cause everything's mobile first now. Um, so why not fill their whole screen as much as possible? And with Twitter's new update too, of actually showing vertical content, it's like a sigh of relief. Like we don't have to worry as much anymore about that. Um, so definitely that like vague content wise, but also, building our personality back this year and building those relationships online again. I think right before the pandemic hit, we were like really on top of our game on how we responded, how we interacted with students. And it like, we had that like tone on each platform that students knew they could kind of banter with. And then everything shut down, obviously. You have to get more serious. And now it's at this weird point, I'm like, you know, is it too soon to make a funny joke or even put out a meme at this point? And it's like walking on eggshells all over again. Like when you're starting a new job or a new account, it's like, what can I put out there that I won't get yelled at for <laughs> endlessly online? And so it's, it's definitely been getting better, but I think we're definitely going to like 
go back and forth with that through the whole year, just depending on how the world is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be, I think this year is going to be tougher yeah. and less clear about what our tone should be than it was last year. And I was really, really hoping that this year could be a reset Yeah, with the same thing for us, our tone, our voice. Um, I've been talking with my Morgan about it a lot um, and how we interact with people because it, it actually was very clear cut and easy. So it, now, now the responses were not easy and dealing with those kinds of things weren't, but how we should speak and the tone we should take with all of these super serious topics, I feel like was more, more straightforward. Yeah. Now, it is better, but is it? Yeah. Like and how, what line do you want to cross and what's going on? I mean, it's day to day at this point. Sometimes even the morning is way different from the afternoon, depending on the new guideline or something else that just pops up on your campus. It's really hard to plan out far ahead, even a week ahead at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm I am both optimistic and scared to death about the coming semester. Um, it's going to be a party, one way or another. Um, good party or not, we'll find out. Yeah. But hey, it could be worse. And and then. I said that in 2020 and then, you know, it just got worse. <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't say that anymore. Um, <laughs> we got hit by a tornado. Could be worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but hey, we'll, we'll always have TikTok videos to help us forget about it for a while, right? That's what TikTok's for. Forgetting <laughs> about everything. Even the important things. And, and that's why society is going to fall in on itself. <laughs> but at least we'll be at least we'll be watching fun fun dances as it happens. Just sitting and making car, like sitting in my car, listening to a TikTok song, come on the radio, and I'm like sad about the world, but still doing the movements. Like that's yeah. I feel like that was like 2020 in a nutshell. Then <laughs> you know, going home and making your baked feta pasta and cloud bread and yep. Yep, and taking up rollerblading. Um, <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Morgan, so much. On that happy note, <laughs> I think that I think that's uh, that's it for the show. Thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, listeners, head down to higher-ed.social and get links to the stuff we talked about today. Subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us and it lets us know what you think of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HES Podcast. Send us a tweet. We love talking to you. And don't forget to let us know if you want to be on the show. Higher Ed Social was created by Jackie Vetrano and Logan Bishop. And this episode was produced by Emma Haas. We're part of the Connect EDU network, the first podcast network for higher education. Visit the website connectedu.network and subscribe to some awesome shows no matter where you work on campus. Thanks and have a great week. Bye.